It is a Feedback Friday. Your questions and comments about the LA Kings. We have plenty of questions about what the Kings are going to do with the trade deadline. Plenty of comments about the Kings' current goaltending situation. We'll discuss it all next on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 16 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com Locked On today to get started. Now, I never want to assume that everybody knows what's going on with the show because we do have new listeners and new viewers relatively often. So if you're new to the show or this type of show, um, every all year long, once a week, off-season during the season, we have a feedback show, and uh, sometimes it's on a Thursday, sometimes it's on a Friday, but uh, I always want to give you guys a chance to ask questions or make comments about the LA Kings or this show um, and, uh, you know, get whatever is on your mind, uh, you know, out there. I want to give you guys a chance to have your voice uh, about what's going on with the Kings, uh, and so we have some emails and some comments from the YouTube episodes to read and to uh, talk about, and uh, we'll start. With some emails, the email address, as always, is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. And our first email comes from the farthest away, and that would be from John in Tokyo, Japan, who has emailed a few times before. And he says, uh, so we've seen the Kings go more than 10 games above 500, and they look headed towards the playoffs. However, there are obvious areas of concern that might be addressed by trades. The goaltending situation doesn't appear to be of the quality that would suggest a long playoff run. The scoring can spend extended time in the dead rubber zone, and I also can't see teams handling the Kings, um, handing the Kings, he should say, I should say, a skilled left shot defenseman. Uh, how should the team rank these areas of need as the postseason approaches so that the Kings can advance deep into the Stanley Cup playoffs? Well, that is uh, certainly a great question to start, and it is certainly uh, a question that would be answered differently by a lot of different people as far as which one would be a priority, but I think it's pretty clear. The Kings are not going to be looking to add any offense. Uh, we have enough of that. Uh, they're going to be looking to add on defense and possibly in net. Um, there's no question those are the two areas that we need uh, some help in, so to speak. So which one is more important? Which one is more likely to be addressed? Could they both be addressed? Um, I, I certainly think the final question is yes, both those issues could be addressed. Um, I think, I believe, this is my opinion, obviously, we'll see. I think the Kings are looking more to address the uh, left-handed defense situation first and the goaltending situation second. Uh, to me, that would be the rank in that order. I think the thinking would be that one kind of helps the other if you can uh, address the left side of the defense, get somebody of quality to help out, that that would obviously 
go a long way to maybe helping the goaltending out as well. So you can uh, help one area by addressing another area. I think that's the Kings priority, but I could be wrong about that. Obviously, um, you know, Phoenix Copley has done what he's done. There are certainly varying opinions going forward as to if he can continue that or how he would fare in the playoffs, considering he's never been in a playoff game before. So clearly there's a concern. Um, obviously, you could be looking for just the depth move uh, if Jonathan Quick continues kind of down the road he's been going on because you do need to have, you know, even if you feel like Copley is the guy uh, in net to lead us into the playoffs, you still need to have a reliable backup if something happens to him or just, again, to, uh, you know, it could be a very tight race down the stretch and a point or two here or there could be very important. So um, clearly, like I said, I believe the Kings are looking to address the on defense and goaltending. Those are the two areas of, I would be surprised, frankly, if they added anywhere else. Um, and again, which one is the priority is certainly up for debate. I think it's first and foremost, add a left-handed shot on D and then possibly address the goaltending situation as well. Our next email comes from Mort in Oregon. And he says, fairly new listener, love the show. Thank you. And the team that make it all happen. Uh, it's a team of one, Mort. It's just me. I, <laughs> I am the executive producer, the technical producer. I am the uh, the guest scheduler. Uh, it all the credit goes to me and, and all the blame, uh, goes to me as well. He, he continues. Uh, I am a lifelong Kings fan and this is my first time writing in. Honestly, I could not be happier with where we are sitting at the all-star break. The team is living up to the preseason expectations, a playoff bound team that is building upon the success from the previous season. Most of last year was spent chasing the wild card. The Kings are now in the hunt for a division crown, even after a bit of a slow start, you might say. The young core we have all been waiting for and hearing about for a while now is here to play. Luckily for us, there are so many good young quality players with most, mostly bottom six upside in the forward group that we have a nightly conundrum of which ones are in and out of the lineup on a nightly basis. There are even guys like Jordan Spence and Brent Clark firmly in the minors for now who will add to the puzzle pieces down the line on the back end. To top it off, our big ticket free agents have delivered and their veteran leadership is more than doing its part. I think at this point, the Kings have so much solid all-around depth and balance. They only go out and make a trade at the deadline under a few scenarios. Number one, someone with contractual term and star-studded upside, example, Jacob Chikrin. Uh, this is a staple principle of franchises that win for extended periods of time. Good cap and player management development. Make a trade that makes sense long-term and not for a short-term rental. And number two, goaltending. This this team is good, and to get some added insurance to the playoff run is worth mortgaging a small piece of the future, in my opinion. What do you think, Eddie? I would move a pick or two, and a guy like Sean Dursey, who takes chances and is undersized given what we have in the minors to replace him. Uh, teams value puck moving D who can run a power play. Lastly, I'm with you on QB, uh, Quentin Byfield. Anyone who says different needs to throttle down. He's just a kid. There are different players with similar frames. Look at Tage Thompson stats early in his career. Just saying. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, I, I definitely do agree uh, more uh, that I think the Kings are not looking to just get a rental. Uh, but they would like to get someone who can help them this season and down the down the road. And that's another reason why Jacob Trickren is so attractive. But again, it's also why he comes at a very high price. So they may have to settle for um, a, a rental. Uh, but they would like to obviously get somebody who can help them down in the future. That would be the uh, the, the best case scenario. Uh, the goaltending, as you said, 
Um, adding some insurance or a playoff run, I, I think does make sense. Um, we'll talk more about what's available out there right now. It, nothing is really blowing me away, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, sure, I think the Kings would be more than willing to move uh, a draft pick for a, a goaltender. I don't think that they would move Sean Dursey unless he was a part of a kind of a bigger deal to get a key piece. They're not going to trade Sean Dursey for a uh, a depth goalie, you know, uh, like a James Reimer, for example, from from San Jose. They'll, they would give up like a fourth round pick or something, maybe a fifth round pick for a guy like James Reimer. So, so I, I think Jersey is an attractive trade piece. Um, as you mentioned, we definitely do have some players waiting in the wings that could capably fill his role. He's still young enough and talented enough that there's going to be interest in him from other teams. Um, and he is a guy who can move the puck and run a power play and has some offensive upside. So I think he is definitely, when you look at the pieces available for the Kings, I think his name is very much at the top of the list or one of the top of the list. Um, so yes, I would say that he is a possible trade piece, but only for a, an established player in return. They're not, like I said, they're not going to trade an, an actual player for a depth goalie, in my opinion. Uh, as for Quentin Byfield, you mentioned Tage Thompson. I think it's a it's a fairly... Uh, good uh, analogy. Uh, Tage Thompson's a little bit bigger uh, than Quentin Byfield. He is a tall, rangy man. But when you look at Tage Thompson's um, stats, uh, and again, a, a high draft pick, not the second overall pick back in the day for the St. Louis Blues, but a high draft pick. He was a part of the Ryan O'Reilly trade um, with Buffalo and St. Louis, uh, him going from St. Louis to Buffalo. Um, real quick, though, uh, Tage Thompson's numbers. Uh, his first year, he was 20 years old, like Quentin Byfield, in 2017-18. 41 games, three goals, and six assists for nine points. Uh, the next year in Buffalo, he was 21 years old. 65 games, seven goals, five assists for 12 points. Uh, he missed most of next season due to injury. 23 years old, 38 games. This was the one of the COVID seasons. Eight goals, six assists, 14 points. So he's had... You know, uh, you know, at that point, he's played over 100 games in the NHL, and there's there's not a lot there that's going to think this guy's going to be a superstar. Last season, 24 years old, 38 goals, 30 assists for 68 points. And now this season, 50 games played, 34 goals, 34 assists for 68 points. He's tied his career high already uh, now at 25 years of age. So, again, it is it is food for thought. All players are different. Um, but yes, as we have said before, sometimes it takes a little longer for players to develop. I don't know that Buffalo could have dreamed that he would emerge into a superstar at this point. Um, and, and, but, but it takes some time again, it, it took him until he was 24 years old to really become the player that they were hoping he would become. So four years down the road, if we're willing to be patient with Quentin Byfield, maybe he could turn into a superstar type player like Tage Thompson. So again, food for thought. Uh, uh, we shall see. Uh, our next email comes from Jesse Garcia, possibly my cousin, uh, in Visalia, California. Uh, he says, just a quick assessment of the Carolina loss. I feel the team let off the gas and played prevent defense after they went up four to one. The Kings had the Canes on the ropes, boxing term, if you will, after the second, uh, third period comeback and the win in overtime was a disappointment, but not the Kings worst game of the year. Our team is trending in the right direction, and with the trade deadline coming, I'm excited to see what Rob Blake does to improve the team. Great job, as always. Keep up the good work, and go Kings go. Uh, Cousin Jesse, I actually actually don't agree that the Kings let their foot off the gas and played prevent defense against Carolina, because I thought they would 
up three goals in the third period. That was like what I was afraid of. So I was watching to make sure that didn't happen. And I actually don't think they did that. I think it was more Carolina got, got some momentum going at home. They're a very, very good team. Obviously, the, the the power play from Quentin Byfield certainly hurt. And then once they got it going, the Kings were on their heels a bit. Um, but I, I don't I actually don't think they let their foot off the gas. I thought they I mean, they were being smart about it. It was not um, they weren't attacking with the same uh, intensity that they would be in the second period. Uh, and maybe you could argue a, a the best defense is a good offense. Um, but I, I, I actually don't know that that happened. From my point of view, I could be wrong, but I, I thought that it was more credit Carolina than it was uh, blame L.A. for what they were doing. Our next email comes from Dave Youngmark. Uh, he is a Kings fan in the Seattle area, and he says, love the show. You do a great job. I, too, am a 30-year-plus passionate L.A. Kings fan, and I'm excited to see the team be improved at the deadline for a postseason run. Regardless, the obvious need for a left D I believe it may take a rostered player to get what we need, and I believe that Sean Dursey represents our best possible trade ship. I know he's our most offensively gifted defenseman, but I feel like Jordan Spence and Brant Clark could easily feel that role going forward. Just my two cents, go Kings go. Yeah, Doug, I, I think uh, a lot of people agree with exactly what you're saying, including me. As I said, Sean Dursey is uh, an attractive trade piece. Um, he maybe hasn't de- taken a step forward this season like I thought he would from last season. Um, but he's still very talented and he's still pretty young. And I think, like I said, I think Sean Dursey absolutely is an attractive young offensive defenseman that a lot of teams would like to have, um, that they still feel has some upside as well. And as you said, uh, we've got depth at that position. It is a position that we can afford to, um, you know, see somebody walk away from, although the Kings are not going to just give him away. Uh, even with the depth that we have, they're going to expect him to be, I, I agree with you. If there is a rostered player that is most likely to be moved to the deadline for another rostered player, I, I would definitely be Sean Dursey, and then he would be packaged with maybe a prospect and maybe a, a draft pick uh, as well. And uh, this from Mike and Camarillo. He says, I really hate when people talk about the Kings goalie problems and they include Phoenix Copley in the assessment. It's literally this simple. When Copley plays, we win. And when quick plays, we lose. Copley's 15 and three. I could care less about the goals against just the win column back to back or not. T-Mac Todd McClellan uh, needs to stop going to quick, hoping he will find his way even in back to back for now. Just keep playing Copley because when he plays, we always have the best chance to win. Copley saved the Kings uh, team this season and is the reason why we are where we are in the standings. And at the conclusion of the season, if for any reason we miss the playoffs by two or four points, that will be T-Mac's fault for continuing to go to quick he hasn't won a game in two months. We all love Quick for the Cups. He has had a big hand in, but he can't play anymore this year. And as painful as it is, we need to sit him and bring in a different number two, whoever it may be. But for God's sakes, leave the savior of the team, Copley, out of all the articles and comments when speaking ne- negatively about the Kings goaltending. Uh, Eddie, I have so much trouble finding where to listen to rain games. Do you know a surefire way? we can listen to every game. Uh, I will check on that. I'm, I I actually meant to do that before the show, but uh, I will check in with our guys with the Ontario rain and get an answer for you on that. And I will email you back on that. Um, Mike, um, as far as the, I think the Phoenix Copley stuff, uh, I think it's more about not believing in him or not being confident in him when it comes to the playoffs. I don't think it has to do 
with the regular season because, as I mentioned, he's never played this many games before in his NHL career. He certainly has at the minor league level. Um, and he's never played in NHL Stanley Cup playoff action, which obviously is a whole different ball game. So I think that's where the concern comes from. And I think that's not unreasonable. Um, that said, um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Kings do stick with Phoenix Copley going into the playoffs. I don't think Rob Blake is going to overreact. I think he's going to make a deal that makes sense. He's not going to, um, I don't believe, I don't think he's going to make any kind of desperation trade. The only thing that gives me pause when it comes to that is something I've mentioned before and that I think the West is wide open. And I think there is an opportunity for a team like the Kings to make a deep playoff run because with all due respect, do you really fear Dallas, Winnipeg, even Seattle as, as great as they've been? you know, Vegas, do you fear any of those teams? I would say no, really. I think the Kings can compete with any of those teams. Doesn't mean they're going to necessarily beat them in the playoffs, but I think they they would be right there. Um, so that, and that extra, maybe that piece in net, um, maybe a more veteran guy who's been in some playoff games, if they can find him for the right price, sure, I could see the Kings doing that. But I think that's where, I don't know if criticism is the right word, um, there certainly needs to be a lot of appreciation for Phoenix Copley. There's no doubt about that. But I think if there is a pause for concern with Phoenix Copley, it's that uh, if we do go into the playoffs with him as the number one, uh, we don't exactly know what we're going to get because he's never done it before. So that would be the concern I'm sure that some fans have. Uh, we are going to get to you more of your emails in just a second, but I need to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by FanDuel. America's number one sports book. We are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you are new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with the no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $300 back in bonus bets if you if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Back to your emails, and this is from Randy in Long Beach. He says, hey, Eddie, I enjoy your podcast, and I've been listening since before you had 300 subscribers. Wanted to let you know that for the last few days, I've been listening to you on YouTube because Google Podcasts somehow replaced your show in my subscriptions with Locked On Texans. Uh, I can't find your show on Google Podcasts at all right now. I tried looking you up on Audible, and I found your show, but the last few episodes are not uploaded. Just thought you should know. Hopefully this gets worked out because it's a lot harder to navigate the YouTube app while I'm driving to and from work each day, but I'll keep listening on YouTube anyway until this gets sorted out because I need my Daily Kings fix. Well, thank you very much, Randy. I'm, I'm glad that you're getting your Daily Kings fix with us. Um, so here are some places you can find this show, which I have double-checked to make sure all the latest episodes are available. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Amazon Music. We are on Stitcher. Uh, we are on something called Overcast and something called CastBox, which I am not familiar with, but we are there as well. Um, you are correct. I did check. And uh, the Google Podcast, there is something going on. I don't know why Locked On Texans is uh, there instead of us. That is very curious. But I did let the powers that be know 
about the situation with Google Podcasts. So hopefully they can either fix it or contact the people that can fix it. But again, uh, if you're looking for places to find the show, uh, and right now it isn't available on Google Podcasts for some reason, but again, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, I have confirmed by actually going and looking that the, all the latest shows are are available at uh, at those places if that helps you to find and uh, listen to the show a little bit better. Sorry about the issue with Google. No idea what's going on with that. Our next email comes from Joe B. He is in Oxnard, California. He says, thank you for the excellent coverage of the Kings so far this season. I'm attending the uh, upcoming game on February the 18th against Arizona, and I'm taking a few friends. This will be their first ever hockey game that they attend. It made me think of some lighthearted questions for the show. And by the way, lighthearted questions are always welcome. Uh, he says, number one, what is your favorite themed game or giveaway that you have attended for a Kings game? And number two, any memorable stories, moments, reactions of taking friends or family to their first hockey game? He says, go Kings, go. Uh, Joe, um, it's funny. I was talking to a good friend of mine, the, the, the guy that I do the uh, puck podcast with, the longtime buddy of mine that we went to college with. Um, and I was talking about how these themed giveaway nights are like just not for me. Like it doesn't resonate with me at all um i I was saying they could have uh mexican-american uh star wars fan night at the la clippers game and it would not influence me one bit to go and watch that uh but that's me um i guess i'd have to say chargers night at the king's game because my wife is a huge chargers fan and she always loves going to that game she is a king's fan as well but the Chargers are her number one passion without a doubt so we always, she's very excited about this. So there is an example of someone who does enjoy those uh, themed nights, so to speak. By the way, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. That's why I brought up Star Wars. Um, but yeah, I, th- that stuff doesn't really resonate with me. I go to the hockey games because I love hockey. I don't really need any giveaways or any uh, theme nights to get me excited to go. But again, that's just me. Uh, memorable stories about taking friends or family to their first hockey game. Back when I first came to LA, I was already a Kings fan. And started going to a lot of games. And I remember, you know, at the time I was young, I uh, wasn't married, don't have kids. By the way, still don't have any kids, um, just two dogs. And uh, I remember going, like our co, our, our group of coworkers would do a lot of things together because we were all of the same age and most people weren't married or had kids at that time. So we would go do stuff together. And we went to a Kings game. And I remember one of the guys had never gone to a hockey game before. And he was completely dumbfounded about the line changes on the fly. He couldn't believe, he didn't have no idea that that was the case. And when you think about it, it makes sense because no other sport does that. You know, football, you don't go running in and off, running in and off the field during, during play, uh, you know, baseball, you got to go up to the umpire and fill out a lineup card or whatever. Uh, basketball, you got to go check in at the scorers table. Uh, you know, soccer, you got that guy holds up that thing with the numbers on it and they got to wait for a whistle. So yeah, that, that I remember he he was just, he couldn't believe that guys come on and off the ice while the game's going on. It just blew his mind and we're used to it. We don't even think about it, but that is, that is something that is uh, probably very surprising if you're not familiar with hockey. Uh, Let's get to some comments on, by the way, thank you to all who emailed, really appreciate it. Uh, Let's get to some of the YouTube comments. Uh, This one comes from Robert Wu and Robert, it's really hard for me not to do the Ric Flair thing when I read your last name. Uh, he says, Eddie, I love that you do your daily show. I like your take and almost always agree with you, but Eddie, as a Kings fan, I disagree with you about the Byfield hit on Victor Hedman. It was a clean, aggressive hit. No penalty was called. And there was more than two minutes left in the game in today's hockey. It's possible to come back from 
two or three goals down in two or three minutes. Plus, the Kings needed to get tougher, as you admitted. They're constantly out hit every game. I've seen them out hit consistently by 5, 10, 15, even by 20 hits a game. Our team is fast and skilled, but we get punked almost every game, and we take hits worse than what Byfield did. So if other teams are going to hit us, we need to do the same, have to stand up to bullies, and thanks again for the great show. Uh, yeah, Robert, like I said, when I had that take, I was I was pretty sure uh, there were going to be a lot of Kings fans that didn't agree with me on that. Real quick, though, I looked up this as far as the teams and who leads in hits. And I think uh, hitting effectively is important, but I don't think just number of hits is actually all that important. And some stats to back up my argument, but I, as I said in a previous show, stats can definitely lie. But the top three teams in the NHL in hits uh, of this season are the Flyers, the Senators, and the Islanders. Um, all three of those teams will likely miss the playoffs. The Islanders have a shot. We'll see if Bo Horvat helps them out or not. But uh, you look at the top 10 teams in hits, there's only a couple of teams that are actually in a playoff spot right now. you got the Penguins, the Rangers, the Capitals, and the Golden Knights. Uh, the other six teams aren't in a playoff spot and probably aren't going to make the playoffs as far as teams that lead in the hit category. And when you look at the bottom of the hitting category, by the way, the Kings are 15th, uh, actually 14th, which was higher than I thought they would be uh, in hits this season. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are 30th in the NHL in hitting, uh, and they are a team that absolutely could win the Stanley Cup this year. So hitting is important, I think. Like I said, if you're hitting to disrupt a team, causing turnovers, making them make decisions before they want to, on the forecheck, that kind of thing, or knocking them off the puck, then that obviously is effective hitting. But I don't think just a pure number of hits is actually all that important. So I'm not too concerned that the Kings get out hit uh, every game. So anyway. Uh, well, this one comes from Scott Allen. He says, decent road trip against some really good competition. Uh, they really need to get the kids to work on a few things like Jersey's turnovers and five-field penalties. Those little things are killing us in tight games. Uh, apparently, Pierre Lebrun, who's a hockey uh, reporter in Canada, said already that Rob Blake doesn't plan on making a trade deadline move for a goalie. I don't understand why people are bitching about Copley. He's been amazing and certainly has been better than they we thought they would be. He's a true number one. For the next few years, um, is he a true number one for the next few years? Question mark. Uh, probably not, but go get a stud lefty and improve your overall D and your goaltending will improve greatly. You can't worry about games in hand. What other teams such as Seattle, Edmonton, et cetera, do just worry about yourself and the next game. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know about the uh, Pierre Lebrun reporting that says Rob Blake isn't going to make a move at the deadline for a goalie. This is the same Pierre Lebrun who also said, uh, oh, no, actually, that was Darren Dreger. I got to take that back. Darren Dreger was the one who said he thought Rob Blake would make a bold move. So, actually, I got my Canadian hockey insiders mixed up there. Uh, this one from LA Kings 99. He says, getting an NHL goalie would be huge for the Kings right now, especially since they have the worst goaltending in the league. Actually, that's not true. They don't have the worst goaltending in the league, but I understand your point. He says, but it sounds like the Kings want to keep their goaltending as is for the rest of the season. I don't really agree with sticking with what they have in net now, but the Kings have other plans. Someone like Corpusala would be a decent upgrade from what the Kings have now. Not a long-term solution for their starting position, but should be good enough for now. Uh, not sure if riding Copley the rest of the way is the best idea as his play has started to dip recently. I actually looked at the numbers uh, and his play actually hasn't started to dip recently. Now, there was the game against Nashville where he allowed two goals in 39 seconds, and then there was the game against Dallas where he got pulled. So those two games definitely affects his numbers for the past month. But if you took those two games out, the rest of the games, and that's like talking like six, seven games, I think, 
the numbers are actually pretty good, or at least on par with what he's done for the rest of the season. So there, there were those two hiccups, but uh, I think uh, I think actually Phoenix Copley has been pretty consistent for what he's done uh, all year. I uh, want to let you know, uh, thank you for making Locked On LA Kings reversals every day. I also want to invite you to make Locked On NHL Prospects a part of your podcast listening. Uh, it's your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading to the NHL draft plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. Locked On NHL Prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So we did have a couple of things from Twitter I wanted to pass along. Um, OC Steve added me, I think that's how you say it, uh, a link to a story about Canucks goalie Thatcher Demko possibly being a trade piece to the LA Kings. Um, yeah, his name has been out there and he's has been a very good goalie, um, but he's, I believe he's injured right now. Um, and there are a lot of goalies out there that may be available that have had injury issues this year. So that's something to keep in mind when you're looking to get one of these goaltenders. I cannot see uh, the Vancouver Canucks trading Thatcher Demko. Um, I know that there's a lot going on in Vancouver this season. It's been a disaster of a year for them, but I think trading away their, you know, a goal, a younger goaltender like that, that could be their future. Uh, I, I think would be completely waving the white flag for this organization. And maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need to completely overhaul it, but with all the bad press that that team has had, I think if they trade Thatcher Demko, uh, there's going to be a riot in Vancouver. Uh, so I just, I don't see that happening. Um, so, we'll, but we'll see. I know his name has been out there. Um, the, Jonas Corposalo was mentioned from the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think he's definitely a possibility. He's on an expiring contract and he's kind of a veteran guy who's been around. James Reimer's name has come up. I, I really don't want to see James Reimer uh, come over. He's not had a good year this year in San Jose. Again, he's a guy who's not going to cost much. And you got to think all those, take all those things into consideration with the salary cap as well. But uh, I, I think. Jonas Corposalo, I think, is is the one one of the names that I'm like fairly warm on. I think the one goalie that I'm really interested in would be Kirill Vilmilka from from Arizona. That's a guy who would be for now and for the future. And I think I don't I don't know this. This is just uh, an opinion um, because he's never done it before. I think him on a good team. I think he'd be a really good goaltender. I think he's just you know getting killed in Arizona with what they've got going on there and doesn't have much of a chance to really show what he could do with a team with a good defense. I think he could uh, actually be a pretty good goaltender. Um, the LA Kings did also tweet out a clip of Drew Doughty mic'd up. Uh, the Kings were doing some community stuff at local rinks with kids. And this is not a surprise, but Drew Doughty loves to talk and he's very entertaining. And I was saying on Twitter and it got a little traction with some comments about how great would it be if the NHL could mic up players and you could, I would even pay a subscription fee to hear a uh, uncensored uh, microphone mic'd up player uh, during a game or two. And Drew Doughty would be my number one choice of player like that. I know they probably won't do it. I don't even know if Drew Doughty would want to do it, but uh, that would be entertaining as hell. And look, the NHL is looking for new ways to get interest in the game. That would be innovative. Um, I could see at some point, Maybe maybe the NFL doing something like this. I don't know, but uh, I would absolutely love to see something like that. So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, some quick news to pass along. Congrats to Kings defenseman Brant Clark, or Kings prospect defenseman Brant Clark, named the OHL Defenseman of the Month for January. 20 points in nine games last month. Uh, he had a multiple-point game in each of his nine games. Uh, so that certainly is uh, going to get you some praise. 
Uh, also, LA Kings forward Kevin Fiala going to be taking part in the fastest skater competition at the All-Star Game Skills Competition, which comes up later today. You can watch that on ESPN. It starts at 4 p.m., so good luck to Kevin Fiala in the NHL fastest skater competition. We saw Adrian Kempe do very well in that competition not that long ago when he finished uh, in second place. Um, obviously, no games coming up over the next week. So uh, next week's episodes are going to look a little different, uh, probably preview the second half of the season, certainly have more trade deadline talk, um, probably have a special guest or two. Um, but coming up at the end of next week, obviously, is the Dustin Brown night. Uh, and so we're definitely going to have some shows, at least a show that kind of focuses on Dustin Brown and kind of a career retrospective. At least that's the plan. Um, but our next feedback show, which will be either Thursday or Friday of next week, I would love to hear your guys's, your guys's, I would love to hear your comments about Dustin Brown and his career. Um, anything that stood out to you, any special moment you remember, maybe you had an interaction with Dustin Brown. I know I did that I'm going to, I want to talk about, um, I would like, again, the comments and the questions specifically, probably the emails to be Dustin Brown themed coming up for next week's feedback show as we get ready to honor the career of Dustin Brown. So keep that in mind for your emails going forward uh, for next week. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully have a special show about Dustin Brown coming up next week. Thank you to all who took the time to email or to comment on the YouTube channels. Greatly appreciated. This show obviously wouldn't happen without you guys doing that. Um, so hope you enjoyed the conversation on the show this week. If you would like to send an email, as always, the email address is locked on Eddie at gmail.com. E D D I E. We're on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings on Instagram at Locked on LA Kings as well. Thank you as always for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. I am Eddie Garcia. Have yourself a great weekend. And as always, go Kings go.